Hello, Visioneers. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series on small businesses who not only survived the last recession, but thrive from it. And our guest this week, well, she's transforming the West. This is Small Business Celebration. Join us as we learn from successful business owners and successful business leaders about who they are, from where their business has grown, what they have learned, and where their successful business is going. I'm your host, Michael I. Roberts, and we're going to learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hello, Visioneers. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. And our guest this week is Brooke Antonioni, the president and CEO of TransWest and FormForce. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you for having me. And for Visioneers who don't know who you are, tell us briefly who you are and TransWest and FormForce. Um, yeah, thank you. We're excited um, to be a part of this. And TransWest is comprised of a physical private security company, the largest physical private security company in Kern County and TransWest Services, which is a janitorial uh, maintenance and continuous power mm -hmm. company. And um, then of course our software company, FormForce. And for visioners who don't know what FormForce is, how did FormForce come about? So uh, FormForce was kind of a selfish venture for us <laughs> okay. um, at first and then ballooned into uh, an opportunity as we had uh, other people looking over our shoulders and wanting to um, kind of, you know, enter the realm of paperless, um, proof of service compliance, you know, managing all of that. Um, and we have ventured out to find an app that could replace all of our spreadsheets and all of our other software that was tracking training. And um, we had probably 12 different systems that we were using and none of them were generating data that was meaningful to each other and uh, none of those systems really talked to each other so we figured sure there's an app out there that you know could solve our problem and we, we just couldn't find it so mm. we set out with our chief technology officer um, and developed it and we're you know loving it and rocking and rolling it's the center of our operations and serving so many other customers in really cool ways and the, one of the great things about FormForce is that this product is something that allows a business to tailor make their forms, their processes, their human integration into a, cross, a true cross-platform app. How, did, how does this work, first of all, with TransWest? And, and what was, how did all, this, all the pieces seem to come together to, to, to make this happen? Sure, so it's web and mobile based. Okay. And uh, so that offers a lot of flexibility. It's totally customizable, mm. which um, you you don't see a lot out there. So um, you see a lot of the canned forms, um, but what the reality is, is in the field, for one company, you could have a JSA that works a job safety analysis. Oh. And for another company, have a job safety analysis that essentially has the same information, but they want it to either look different or have slightly different information. So just one form and uh, us having just a canned version doesn't work. So we need to be able to build our own dynamic forms, having video and audio and signatures and drop down menus and uh, required fields, all kinds of like qualitative um, options when you are building fields, um, geotags and locations and everything else. So that's a piece, a large piece of it. But uh, as far as um, 
what we were going through, we go through a continuous improvement plan every year, a CIP for TransWest, and we use all of the audits, external and internal, um, and uh, root cause analysis and incidents, and we review those at the end of the year, beginning of the next year, and come up with best practices moving forward, or mitigations. And what we were experiencing is, we were going through safety audits and others, and it was taking us six weeks of you know, crossing fingers and toes and <laughs> digging through banker boxes and looking for the, those pieces of paper. And, right. um, you know, we wanted to have the confidence that um, the, our employees are completing the forms and processes uh, that they're supposed to and uh, that they're doing it in a qualitative manner that we can read it and it's legible and complete. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so audits would take us six weeks when we realized if it was all in real-time information and paperless, it could take us six minutes. So we saw an opportunity for improvement there, and that's really what set us down the path of, um, of developing form force, in addition to um, having the confidence that we can uh, provide proof of service of our work, and we can be transparent with our, our customers, and that we just know that we are in compliance, whether it be with training or, like I said, other processes. And none of this would have happened had it not been for TransWest. True. TransWest was originally started back in the early 70s. And then your father purchased the company. And then 12 years ago, you came to head and are now the president and CEO and the primary older, owner excuse me, of TransWest. We're currently in a recession. And this is not the first recession that you've seen. What is TransWest doing through their security and other services that they provide to weather the storm that is this recession that's, that you're doing differently than past recessions? Well, I think um, one of the things that, well, a couple of things that we try to always do is um, do something better. Like I said, continuous improvement. We were con constantly um, in an improvement model, mm. not staying stagnant. Right. And if you're thinking outside the box, um, looking at those areas of opportunity that reveal themselves. And we're comfortable diversifying just as long as they, those services or opportunities stay within what we consider our core values. So safety, supervision, support, and service, and customer service. So as long as we can ensure all of that um, we're comfortable considering other opportunities. And so I think not staying stagnant, the continuous improvement process, and um, you know, just always looking at what do we bring as far as added value? What differentiates us from your other janitorial companies or your other security companies? And um, so that, it, that gives us a competitive advantage. And I think those are kind of the main key elements that are the drivers for helping us stay the path. And that long-term focus on your mission that you have has earned you, <laughs> it's hard to see, but you have earned the Corporation of the Year from the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and as we're also looking at these many other awards, one of the things that stands out to me is that these many of these awards are for your active involvement in the community. But more importantly, some of these awards are from your customers. 
Yeah, it's it, you know this is a um, a real privilege to be able to you know be considered by the chambers and um, by our customers for safety audit performance and customer service and again the community. I mean we just we feel like direct leadership in the community, volunteerism, um, and uh, it are just really key components of of our business and you know being a part of of Kern County and the cities within it. Um, it's really important for us to be actively involved in the communities where we live and perform work, um, purchasing our equipment and vehicles and so forth in those areas. We keep our dollars here. Um, so you know, we've done things like adopt a road and you know picking up trash to planting hundreds of trees and all our employees and, and actually their families help with that as well. And this brings us back to the big shift and the big change that you're doing with this recession. You're innovating, and that's form force. And for visioneers, for business owners, who are looking at a way to streamline their company, or streamline their business, streamline their processes, how can form force work for them to help them save money, potentially make money, during this COVID recession we're in? Yeah, I think what I try and emphasize with my team always is that, you know, sometimes change can be hard, but when you get past that implementation phase, um, it, you're, you're so much better off from it, right? And so sometimes we're all so busy that it's venturing into a new process or going completely paperless can be a little bit scary, but quite frankly, there are direct savings, immediate direct savings from losing paper, um, you can not, you don't have to just lose, you know, people, you can repurpose them for quality control and auditing and so forth. Um, but I mean, we having form force automate everything you do. I mean, it really does streamline a lot of your processes. And so I would encourage everybody to kind of not just in the, the software realm, but in everything that they do is to, um, you know, look at that, the end outcome and, you know, work to get there. So it, it depends on, we have so many different diverse companies and, you know, different industries using it. It really depends on what their direct pain points or priorities right, are. Right. Um, that's usually what we start off with because it can do so much. We mm. built it to be a comprehensive um, software compliance system. And so whether it's like I'm managing HR or time cards, um, again, like I said, proof of service, if it's, you know, um, managing their safety processes, it can do, it can tackle so many of those different things. Um, training, tracking, again, we had people originally monitoring multiple different spreadsheets and spreadsheets can't talk to you, they can't give you alerts and notifications and you've got to rely on people right. to monitor those, so that's, expensive and it's also you know um, we all you know people can make mistakes so we wanted to automate it so you can really track any activity if it's a fire extinguisher check or if it's a form you need to complete or it's a training you can say you know what that activity is how often it needs to reoccur when you write reminders there's two reminder options 30 days and five days say um, and who you want those reminders to go to and so it's a complete like comfortability that you're going to you know get notifications on what you're supposed to be doing and when you're supposed to be doing it and this whole product 
came from a style of leadership that is very creative that I can't wait to show Vision Your Nation in the next segment. But before we do that, if somebody wants to find out about Form Force, they want to get more information, how do they reach out and find out? Sure, just go to formforceinc.com for more information. It has all of our other contact information on there and one of our team members will be happy to reach out. And if people want to learn more about TransWest, how do they do that? That is transwest.net. That's T-R-A-N-S hyphen west.net. And you can also reach us uh, directly, 661-381-2900. One of our team members will be happy to, happy to help you. Are you getting the blue screen of death? Or worse, are you getting a black screen with white gibberish on it? Something that looks like it should be translated by an ancient Egyptian paleontologist? Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's bakersfieldbytes.com. We're here with Brooke Antonioni, the president and CEO of Form Force and TransWest. And I understand you're, you don't like the San Francisco Giants very much. <laughs> well, I'm a Dodger fan. Oh, so. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I think you'll be hard-pressed to find somebody who loves both of those teams, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do happen to be a big uh, Los Angeles Angels fan, so I'm good either way. You know, <laughs> okay. it works out pretty well. But one of the things that I find interesting is that you are not only a Dodgers fan, but you're a big sports fan in general. Why is that? I think sports, um, for me, not, and aside from just the enjoyment of, you know, watching um, or participating in sports, is that um, there are so many life lessons and coaching opportunities that uh, come out of that. Um, whether you're playing it or you're, you know, witnessing um, a team or a really good coach. So that, for me, is where my leadership style mm. really started to bloom. Um, I played volleyball in college um, for a short time and volleyball and basketball throughout my um, childhood. Right. And I really feel like I was um, highly impacted by good coaches and some that were, you know, maybe some tough and not so good coaches <laughs> as far as leadership style goes. Sure. Sometimes it's the bad coaches that you learn the most from. Sure. It's the what not to do's. Uh -huh. and, um, I think for me and my team, and even with my children, I try and take away something every single day from mm -hmm. every single experience. Right. Um, so maybe it was a success, or maybe it was you know, somebody or something you struggled with. Um, there's always something you can learn, whether it's a tiny little nugget or you know, a big life lesson. Sure. Um, but try and take away something from every experience and every day and be better from it moving forward. Tell us a little bit in general, big picture, what is your leadership philosophy? Mine is very much a team approach. Okay. So there's, you know, there's that similarity with, with sports. Um, I very much want to invest in my team. Mm. 
I want them to feel comfortable bringing ideas to the table, even challenging us, um, and um, you know, let them feel empowered and, and trained and equipped with the tools that they need to do their job and supported um, by leadership and management. It's one thing to be coached. It's another thing to have faith in the person who's coaching you. How do you support your team members and give them the confidence that you'll back them up when the decisions are difficult or you're, nobody's really sure how it's gonna go? Well, again, that goes to, you know, we're all in this together um, type of philosophy. And um, as long as you've done your due diligence as far as mm. giving people the training and the tools, um, it's really not, like it's my belief, it's not just um, failures, it's how you respond to those oh. those type of issues. Like the proof is really in the pudding, right? Like right. It, nobody's perfect, but if we do have uh, you know, a glitch or something like that, it's really how you rebound back from that. It is about rebounding. It is about taking the lessons from what you have learned. And one of the things that you just mentioned is this due diligence. And you have a wonderful example here of putting together both teamwork and due diligence. And you may or may not be able to see this on camera, but if you're hearing about this on the, on the program, Brooke has this wall here in the conference room that's got all kinds of words and lines and circles and all kinds of things. And what do you call this wall? So these are our idea walls. Okay. And we have them pretty much, uh, there's one in every um, conference room and in major you know, offices as well. And so we painted them, this is called idea paint. Okay. And so these are our idea walls. And so any wall that you see in our office that's orange or green, you can write on. Nice, <laughs> we, nice. <laughs> we just thought that there should be a distinction because we had some close ones <laughs> where people were writing on the tan walls. <laughs> but first of all, let's begin with the basics. Why an idea wall? Again, going back to that team approach, mm -hmm. um, I love mapping out ideas visually, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's a format where it actually starts you know further over here, but where you can um, map out and lay out and then talk it through mm. with the team, and people can throw up ideas, and we can say, okay, we'll add that you know to that piece, and then as we logistically and realistically go through all of it, um, you know, some may be moved as possible options or not make sense at all. So we want everybody's idea to get thrown up here and then we just walk it through together. And if the idea is absolutely horrible, you just paint over it. And then we just erase it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what we're looking at here on this wall and for, it's just absolutely wonderful. And the reason is, is we're looking at a wall that is the contingency plan phase one through three of this little tiny event that's going on right now called COVID. <laughs> and for, for visioneers who can see the wall, you can see that there's all kinds of bullet points and lines and whatnot. And if you're listening to this program, it's very organized at this point, but what we're looking at in front of us is not the beginning of the process, is it? No, not at all, yeah. 
this, um, and you know, the contingency plan, this is our version four of okay. this. So this is continuing to be updated and, and growing, you know, as, you know, the, the COVID-19 issue, um, continues. you know, continues on um, and new information comes out and so forth. So, yeah, we've started further um, back behind me mm-hmm. and moving it forward and just kind of tackle different pieces of it. But whatever the topic is, we typically do a mapping out visual option of it so we can sit in a conference room as a team and just really kind of grind through all the the different pieces of whatever project or um, account or you know problem that we're trying to solve. And one of the other great things about this is if you have a specific team member that's designated to work on a particular area, or if you are going through and working and you can't remember where something is, you just simply come into the conference room or whatever the room it was sure. in and refresh your memory on whatever your piece of the puzzle is, correct? Yes. Yeah, so you can see we've assigned ownership um, and oftentimes this will be, you know, sometimes there will be graphs and charts and color coding and everything else on here. So this is part, I, I really strongly believe in this philosophy just because um, it gets everybody actively engaged and they feel like their ideas are being considered. I mean, I may have, it doesn't matter what your title is when right. we come into the idea room. Sure, it's, sure. You know, I may have an idea that stinks or that, you know, someone says really just isn't applicable in the field or vice versa. Somebody may have something that seems like a good idea and we talk it through and contractually or something else just may not be realistic. So This also does something else very important and very key is it acknowledges to your team that you as the leader, as the owner of the company, are listening. That's the first piece of it. That's where it starts is, you know, knowing people knowing that their ideas are going to be heard and respected. They may not be, you know, adopted, but the fact that they're being heard and respected and considered um, is is where you get people to um, continue to bring ideas and think outside the box and not be fearful of um, not being heard. This idea wall is just one part of the leadership process. You're also a Sig Sigma company as well. And for visionaries who don't know, first of all, what is Six Sigma? So uh, Lean Six Sigma is, uh, identifies, you know, your processes, um, how fast you do the processes and the quality at which you do them. And it focuses on really streamlining um, how you think and um, the processes and procedures that you put in place. Mm. So we've had a Lean Six Sigma coach help our team and we've had multiple trainings and it's been really invaluable for us because it does challenge you and it's not all about doing stuff faster and making more money. Um, it's really just about having more quality processes and typically those are outcomes um, of efficiencies. Sure, one of the other things too is you didn't learn or come across Six Sigma by accident. And that's because you yourself are constantly improving yourself how, what are some of the things that you're doing as the leader of the company to constantly improve yourself so that you can improve those around you? Um, I, you know, we're constantly looking for areas for professional development for mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. And Lean Six Sigma was certainly one of those um, valuable tools. And 
on a company basis, you know, we have the continual improvements plan, the CIP that I talked about, and that's, you know, constantly looking at, um, again, what audits we've gone through, what, you know, um, best practices we've identified, what mitigations, and then putting those in place. But personally, I just try and take advantage of any opportunity that I can. So whether it's a a webinar or a conference or a training or what have you. And we try and do that for all of our team members. And I'm a graduate of Leadership California. And, you know, some of the local uh, trainings here through the chamber and Network for Children. So I think just constantly looking for uh, professional development. And I think we find ourselves getting very busy every day and not wanting to stop potentially and take that time away for a day conference or a week conference or what have you. But anytime I do that, and I find myself, you know, I have to remind myself and the team that we need to invest in ourselves and continue to grow all the time. So we may think like, gosh, our plates are so full, but when you take that time, um, we're, I'm, I'm always happy I did it. Part of that personal growth are the books that you read. <laughs> And I'd like to explore that in more detail when we come right back. Sure. Hi everyone, I'm Ann Hauser, Marketing Director for the Palms at San Lorenz Senior Living. Hi everyone, it's Jennifer Pitcher, Local Public and Government Affairs Consultant. This is David Collins with Commercial Trade. Hello, my name is Chad Tonkel, Founder and CEO of Primaris Market Development. What do these visioneers all have in common? They send us a quick 30 second video with their name, the business with whom they're associated, why they subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Program, and they emailed it to us at sbc at smallbusinesscelebration.com. Their videos all appeared on the Small Business Celebration Program, and yours can too. Simply shoot a quick 30-second video with your name, the business with whom you're associated, why you subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Program, and email it to us at sbc at smallbusinesscelebration.com. Your video could appear on the next Small Business Celebration Program, and we look forward to seeing your video today. We're back here with Brooke Antonioni, the president and CEO of FormForce and TransWest Services. Part of your personal development as a leader are the books you read. Yeah, absolutely. And in addition to um, continuing to invest in yourself and training and professional development, um, I think books are just a love of mine first and a helpful tool to continue your journey. You've brought with us a couple of books that you like, and first of all, tell us what they are and why you enjoy the books. So these are books that I keep by mm -hmm. my by my bed, okay, and also that I give away as far as to my team members and and anybody that. So these are books that not only do you enjoy, but you gift to others. Correct. But, Correct. Okay, very good. So one of my favorite quotes from the Life Is Good book. Um, they're just little quotes that. I kind of reference, you know, every week, uh -huh. do what you like, like what you do. And why is that quote important? Well, I think it's just, if you're, um, if you're happy and creating an environment um, and with people, um, you're gonna get better, better production out of it. And what was that quote again? Do what you like, like what you do. Nice, and 
And what? And you have a quote out of the other book. And what's yes. The name of the so this book? is "May You Live a Life You Love." Okay. And again, this is one that I've given to my my team members. May you be surrounded with people who help you grow. So one of my um, and then it it has so many other great quotes, uh, and it goes on to say, you know, other stuff about that topic. But um, one of the things my parents taught me early on was just to surround yourself with good people. Um, and I really feel like that's what um, you know we've been able to do with not only our team members but our customer base and you know just people that share your same uh, work ethic and values. And you mentioned that you've given these both of these bo books to your twin girls. Yes. <laughs> what have you learned from having twins? Gosh, well, um, one not to play cards with them. <laughs> they have their own little language with each other. It's hard to beat them. Um, no, I mean, they teach us something every single day. Right. And um, they love books. I mean, they are little readers. And so I think uh, hopefully, you know, we've inspired a love of reading, you know, with them. Um, but yeah, they are, um, one of their quotes that we were talking about quotes that we like the other day and um, they said I said what is one of your favorite quotes and they said well we like a smart person knows what to say a wise person knows when to say it nice <laughs> so deep thoughts from my 13 year old <laughs> <laughs> but these are they're very insightful already they are and this is something that comes from good parenting well, I hope so. Um, they're they're very um, insightful. They're very respectful, and um, I, you know, they are just continuing to challenge themselves. And uh, they're little. I mean, I'm officially the worst golfer in the family now, so <laughs> <laughs> they can outdrive me. <laughs> sure, sure. But you know, I'm so happy. You know that um, you know we're all able to play sports together and spend time as a family. And all of this comes back to Form Force and TransWest. I think, you know, leadership style and parenting are, you know, very similar, I think. Right. Um, we do talk about our days with them, and um, they're intrigued by what we did and who we met with. And um, so, again, like I said, I really try and challenge them like I do with my team members here at the at you know, TransWest and Form Force too. Um, one of my challenges for them is to learn a new word every day, mm -hmm. learn that how to spell that word and the definition of it, um, and have that takeaway, have the, you know something you've learned um, throughout your day, and then we talk about it. And um, so those are some of the things that I think are, are similar in whether it's coaching a team or parenting or leading professionals and at TransWest or Form Force. This leadership style and the things that you've learned from your twin girls and the things that is embedded in, has embedded itself into the company, how has it done that? So it started with the concept really, uh, the concepts of verify and validate uh -huh. and um, showing proof of service. So having a tool that allows you to keep your promise and um, keep accountability and stay in compliance. So showing what you're doing, how you're doing it, and when you're doing it. Um, and that um, 
that can be used to, you know, through the forms uh, when you're documenting your work or in the training tracker where it's automated and it's tracking it for you, not a person, um, giving you push notifications, alerts, and reminders, and um, several other, other concepts. But I think for TransWest, we use it, it's at the core of our operations, and we use it for a lot of different solutions. Um, other uh, customers just have a specific focus or area of focus or problem that they want to solve, and that's fine. Um, that's where it comes the customization and the, the tailorability of it comes into right, effect. Right, right. For visionaries, what is one thing that they could do today to grow a strong and profitable business? I definitely feel like constantly just pushing the envelope, being, being at a place where um, your team members and you feel um, in, empowered uh -huh. and um, able to kind of think outside the box, like look, constantly look at those areas of opportunity and don't stay stagnant. And then when you identify those areas of opportunity, you know, have it be a team approach. Um, Create an idea wall. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, that's where I think the real, you know, the, the starting of an idea, you know, can evolve. And when you get more people involved, the better off it is, I find. Well, Brooke, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on Small Business Celebration. And we look forward to all the great things that Formforce and TransWest is going to be doing in the future. Well, thank you for having me. Are you getting the blue screen of death? Or worse, are you getting a black screen with white gibberish on it? Something that looks like it should be translated by an ancient Egyptian paleontologist? Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's bakersfieldbytes.com. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. 
If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.